This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to another episode of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch, uh, and in a bit we will be joined by Wimbledon fan Alex French. Uh, we also are joined by the one and only Danny Baker. Danny, how are we? We good? I'm I'm absolutely brilliant, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little bit of mourning today, and, and and I wanted just to get this off my chest. Nothing to do with schools. I'm looking forward to going back, and all the parents out there, we've got your kids. I've got to the end of a box set. And I'm absolutely devastated. Do you have this, Lee, in the house? Is there like a series that you watch with Mrs. Finch and go, I've really enjoyed it. I've got to the end. What are we doing now? Or are you just, you know, you're just too busy watching German League free football? I've only really watched one box set lately, which I loved. Started watching. What was it? Love it. Suits. Oh, amazing. yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Ridiculous. But I don't really get into boxes. She like, she started watching this thing called Manifest and she's like, Manifest. She's still, yeah, oh, you, you'll, start watching that. you'll need to watch it. And I'm like, well, I can't. Towie's on. Big Towie fan. Love yeah, Towie. of course you are. Or, of course you are. Absolutely. Or Hunter Hatching are playing like Dresden and I'd rather watch that. The funniest thing is you say about my German football. I watch German football in German. I have no idea what they're saying or anything like that, and I just watch the games. It's mad, really. But, yeah, That's I don't terrifying. get this box set stuff. I find it very sad that people watch box sets. And... I mean, I've, I've, for anyone who's been watching it, I've got Mrs. Baker on Line of Duty. Um, it was one of my things when I was like, right, I need a really good box set for when I'm off with a, with a obviously got Dolly upstairs asleep. No school. So I was like, what do I do when I'm asleep? You know, what do I get up to? We just started watching it. Absolutely wicked. But we've just finished it. So it's now like, well, where, where do we go from here? Yeah. See, I, so I, I'm I, kind of like recommending Tour de France, you know, the Burnley football one. Obviously, she's have you watched interested. Last Dance? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, amazing that. Like, I like them kind of things, but I watch a lot of YouTube. So, All right. I watch a lot of like. Have you heard of people like Bald and Bankrupt, Simon Wilson, 
Simon Wilson, he's the he's the guy. Isn't Simon Wilson the guy who, like blags his way around the world? Isn't yeah, it? yeah, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, really, he's really cool. Uh, Ellis, who does away days, young lad who goes to mad football game. Like he's living like my dream, pretty much what I should have done twenty years ago if they had YouTube back in my day. But yeah, I I During love the war. I love because he went to one recently. The Slovakia, you know, where the the uh, train goes across the pitch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he went out there, but the problem is the game was on the Saturday and the train weren't due till the Sunday. So he was like, we've come all the way out here to watch this game. They've watched the game there, which is just a normal Sunday league football thing. And then, yeah. So they organise the matches to coincide with the train or do they try and avoid it? No, they try. I think I think they try. and I don't know, actually. But yeah, I think the game was maybe on a Sunday when the train was going to go through. But yeah, and it, it, like he threw a dart at the world map and went and watched them match in Seattle because that's where it landed. Oh, Stuff like that. That's what I mean. I lo- I, I lo- I'd love to do that kind of job, but I might do soon. Food and football, I might call it, and go around the world tasting different football scran and and, and watching the football. Because I'm off football to football scran with a football I'm man. Off, I'm off to Bari in March, and then I'm off to Germany in April. But yeah, we'll we'll bring Alex in. Alex, how are you? What what is your box set then? What is your box set of choice? To be honest, I um I haven't had an awful lot of time. Um, oh, been slaughtered here. Been absolutely slaughtered. I'm a teacher as well. No, it's not that. I do love a box set. Um, the only problem is, as you probably know as a teacher, your summer holiday becomes like booking form to see friends and family and try and get yeah, away yeah. and stuff. And so there hasn't been an awful lot of time, but anything crime-wise for me, so stuff like the Night Agent, Line of Duty, Happy Valley. The Night Agent, that's fantastic. That's crazy. You say you didn't have enough time. Like Your teachers only get six weeks off. Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, well, here we go. Here, we go. here, let's, here it starts. Let's get start, the violin. Start let's, the car. Who's put 50p in his meter? Let's get the violins out for all the teachers out there who don't get enough right, we'll look after. We'll look after your kids' leave for the rest of the year. Don't worry about it. Two, right, that's, that's what you get paid for, though, isn't it? What's that? You don't get paid, no? Oh, 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 big time. Yeah, so you get paid to... All that concrete coming around, I've got to get paid something. And I'm not being rude. They, they don't want to be taught by me, do they? Cause <laughs> no, that's true. You know what I mean? But, I didn't want, oh. want to say anything, but you're right. Anyway, well, let's not <laughs> talk about box sets because I said not really that good. Let's not but... talk about box sets. Let's talk about Newport. So, Newport, what were your feelings? I was quite disappointed then, which quite mad because we were 2-0 up. I, I think if you throw away a 2-0 lead against any team... It's pretty bad. Uh, it's probably the first game where we defensively looked pretty, pretty shaky, pretty poor. Uh, but Tilly scores two goals again. Uh, he should have had a hat-trick as well. That The keeper made an unreal save from a header. Perfect hat-trick would have been. But I still was quite happy with the performance and with the players and stuff. That I weren't, you know what I mean, negative like we would have done. Excuse me, if we'd lost that game. Alex, what's your feelings on the Newport game? Mixed, I would say. Um, again, I think that we threw away, you know, what was a quite a dominant first half. Um, I felt like the first half we really did kind of dominate um, what was going on, and then it almost felt like reminiscent of of last season, where we'd kind of, I think, losing that goal at the end of the first half set us on a path of being a bit shaky kind of constantly defending and you just had that nagging feeling of this is going to go south when we're not going to kind of pull this back um but at the same time i also thought like they are just one place below us in the league at the moment playing sort of quite quite similar um and so to come away with a point is not the end of the world and last season i think that would have been a loss Definitely. I think that's the key thing that you've just summed up beautifully there, Alex, is that last year we lose that. Without doubt, that is a loss and a big loss. Um, and I think that's the kind of the small steps that we can say that we're definitely making is that we're turning a 2-0 to 2-2. Last year it could have been 3 or 4-2. But is there any particular 
point in that game because I felt like we were tuned up and comfortable and then for some reason we just kind of started to regress really quickly and started to panic or worry the moment they get the first goal we're all over the shop and we don't recover and that's the problem I think at the minute is that we just didn't Ali didn't seem really in the game that much um, Josh Davison becomes seems to become more and more um, ineffective I'm finding uh, he running he run he, I think I agree with all the fans he runs hard. He works hard. He's a, he's the kind of he's a kind of Wimbledon player. Really works hard. He's always effort. But there just doesn't seem to be any kind of goal for, from him at all. He had I think he um, I don't remember a huge amount of him actually in the game to be honest with you. But he just didn't seem to grab me. The other concern I'm having, and I love your opinion on it, guys, is Newfield. Now he seems to be, and and again we speak a lot about here about. Um, the back situation, and it was good to see Curry play yesterday. Um, do you feel like that's a major issue for Newfield, or do you feel like Newfield's just going to be the kind of player that pops in and out of games? Uh, yeah, I'll go for uh, with regards to your first point regarding when the game changed. I think it changes when they score just before half time. So I think if we go in 2 0 up at half time, they might change it around a little bit more. And then we might be able to get in behind and we might be able to change it and, and, and maybe bring on like Sasu or McLean. No, McLean wasn't even on the bench, was he? Sasu, I think. Uh, and yeah, I think that's where it changes. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you two a question as well regarding the first goal. And was if Zanev's in goal and he makes the mistakes that Bass has made, he'd be getting absolutely ruined. Is it because Bass has a little bit left that at the moment, a bit of credit because he has been so good for us? Uh, Brown, I didn't think had a good game either on uh, on Saturday against Newport. I think it's probably the worst game he's had this season. Uh, I thought it was he could have dealt with the second goal much better. Nerfield, I get your point regarding Nerfield, Danny. I, I think. What shocked me again is not having McLean on the bench. He plays in the uh, the EFL Trophy, uh, and I thought McLean done really well in that. And I thought he he got a, he, he's that kind of winger that will get the ball down and run at people. He's got pace, uh, and I think that we need to be uh, u- using him and Sasu more. Johnny Jackson subs were the first time again. This is where you think actually what I know Ali had to go off, but this is when you look at the transfer window and go. We didn't sign a striker. Bugle ain't going to score your goals, but it's going to be a nuisance. Davison, as you said, he works hard, but he doesn't look like a goal threat. And Ali's really struggling for form at the moment. He brings on Pell instead of the new guy from Stockport, who's meant to be a, a striker, cover winger. Uh, can't play Saturday, couldn't play Tuesday. So I thought that was a bit weird why he was probably thrown straight into it. Uh, and Pell, I thought, was just lost in the game again. Uh, one of my mates disagreed with me. He said he'd he done everything the Bugle done, but... I just get Alex. What do you, what do you make of the goal situation at us? Are you, is it an area of concern? Is it a case of you know Ali will find his boots and we'll drag along? With where, where, where are you sitting with it? Um, I mean, I was sort of long for the ride with Ali last season. I thought he was the closest thing to God um, <laughs> that we had at that point. Um, this season, I, I personally think that that first penalty in the first game of the season totally ruined his confidence and, yeah, and then penalty built on that and I think he's just in his own head I personally think this international break is going to do him the world of good I think he's going to get a change of scenery get a different context different game and hopefully he comes back refreshed he comes back I don't know with a new kind of mindset um, I, I think it's all it's all head work for him I, I don't think he's got 
you know, I don't think we need to be too worried, but it's definitely something that is sort of a, a bit a bit of a niggle. Um, I, I personally think at the moment, and I think we really felt this at the Newport game, um, was that we're really missing Reeves. Um, and the reason that I say that is because when that every time that I've seen us have a, like a wobble in a game, he's there commanding everyone else in the team. And in the Newport game, there wasn't that. And you didn't have him and Little kind of really as that force um, in midfield. Um, and so I think that probably had a, again, a really big effect. Um, and then I would also, I, I mean, I've been talking about Davison to death a little bit at the moment. Like, I, I know he runs a lot. I know, he, but what does he, what is actually produced at the Stevenage game? He's jumping and jumping and jumping, but he's not connecting with the ball. He actually had a couple of decent shots, but I can't remember the last time he scored. And again, hell, is it all a, is it all a lot of running, a lot of show, but actually what's produced? What do you think, Alex, of Williams? Because obviously he's come in, young lad. Um, I don't think he's first done a huge amount wrong, but he, I just, I feel like he's not at the same level as someone like Reeves and Little, the, the, where they've got to, and he shouldn't be. Um, but obviously they've been out for a while, neither on the bench, Little or Reeves. Do you feel like Williams has, has got enough in him to carry on going, or is it the minute those two are back, they're straight back in? I think I think they will come straight back in. I think we, we, we really need a captain at the moment. Um, and... You know, no offense to Pierce, but then he's not playing sometimes, and then it's falling to Brown. Um, and I, I think, yeah, Reeves will come back in. I think Little's had a fantastic season um, so yeah. far. I, I think Williams is doing a great job. Um, I think he was great at Stevenage last night. Really enjoyed watching him play. Real battler, but I think those two come back straight back in. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I think Little's out for another two weeks, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I think Morgan Williams is doing enough now to possibly not be sent on loan. We asked that question previously, do you send him on loan? But I think, no, he's part of this squad now. Uh, and I think he's done enough to be part of it. But yeah, I agree with what you both said. He, he unfortunately is, but well, not unfortunately, but it's just the case in the matter that even Ball is behind Little and Reeves. So of, um, where would, where would you then, Lee, while you're here, well, in terms of ranking our midfielders, centre midfielders, you've got Reeves, yep. Little, yep. you've got Morgan Williams, yep. you've got Ball, and we've got Lakin. Yep. Where, give me your one to five, like most important to least important. Reeves, Little, Lakin, yep. Ball, Morgan Williams. Okay. And I, I Alex, love- where, are you, where are you at with that? De- definitely Reeves and Little. Um, I'm... Personally, I haven't seen enough of Lakin yet. Um, yeah, I might say Williams, Ball, Lakin, but then that could move around seeing how, how Lakin gets on. I, yeah. I only say that because I, I, I like Lakin when he came on against Newport. I liked him against Stevenage. He kind of gets the ball and goes forward with it. Ball's a bit more defensive. And Morgan Williams, as much as I love him, we don't have to put loads of pressure on him this year. We don't want to have agreed. to burn him out do you know what I mean so it's not like he's my fifth choice and that's it you're you're getting rid of it's the fact that he's a, a young player and we he, he we can slot him in at any time we really need uh, Ball for me is too similar to a couple of the others so I think that's where he will struggle he can play with Reeves play a little I don't know if him and Lakin can play I don't think he might I just feel Ball doesn't take the game on if that makes yes. Reeves gets it and Little gets it and I felt Lakin I know we're kind of moulding into now this sort of a Stevenage chat but I felt that Lakin yesterday looked to take the game forward. Yes. Got the ball and looked to pass, looked to do skill or looked to be 
interesting. And I think because he's only with us until January, he looked like someone yesterday who was prepared to dictate the terms. Um, the other thing with for me, got a continuing humble pie. I thought Ogonde was good Saturday and I thought it was good yesterday when he came on. I think he's been definitely have to eat eat that humble pie. And I do think that him, but what I will say is the fact that he's able to get up and down does help Tilly come in. He obviously is looking to come off the right and shooting. Ogonde going wide just occupies that defender. Um, and I do think that, you know, Tilly's been great, but I do think Ogonde's got to take a huge amount of credit of that. And like I said, I was quite sceptical of him and, I, and I'm more than happy to admit when I've, um, not when I've made a mistake, but when someone has really, really stepped up. So fair play to him. He's been he's been good. I would have still loved to have had a, a really good fullback, but it does, it is going to be a fascinating question in terms of has he played well enough to be at a Billa level and how we're going to manage that process when he comes back. Because Agonde rightly deserves it. But Biller's really got... An, he needs to play games to get match fit. It's going to be fascinating how uh, how Johnny Jackson handles him. Curry's a bit easy, I think. I think Curry played yesterday. Look look quite sharp. Look decent. I think he'll just go back in. And I think that'll be... I think that'll be that. Yeah. I'd either send Biller on loan for a month or two just to get his fitness back up. And then I think it's brilliant to have both of them then back in the first team, pushing each other. I think Ogandia, he has stepped up. I think you, you, you and George were possibly correct at the time when you were speaking about him. But he has, he has. I don't know if he's listened to the pod and took it all on board, but probably not. I think not. that's exactly what he did. He listened but, yeah. to what I said and he's taken it on board. Do you know what I mean? He knows Coach Danny. Uh, but yeah, I think he's, he's raised his game massively. He's been superb in a lot of the games. Uh, and I think, yeah, Billa coming back could only drive him further and make him a better player. Just going to ask you, Alex, I don't know about, it looks like you watched the game yesterday. Incredibly impressed with Sasu. What, what did you make of him yesterday? Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought he was brilliant. Just constantly pushing up, constantly creating chances. Um, yeah, really, really promising talent. Um, I think, I think. Is he close uh, to a start, do you think? With the, with the injuries that are coming on, yeah, probably. It, it seems a little bit like we've got. You mentioned like the other week about is there an injury crisis, and hopefully with Curry back, that will dissipate a little bit. But I definitely think with losing players, you know, every so often for various reasons, that there's there's a space for him for sure. As I said, I was I'm, I'm quite shocked that Sasu and McLean haven't had more minutes, considering what they both offer when they come on. Uh, I thought McLean was decent for a good forty minutes. You you got to understand this kid was a in recruitment before he signed for us about what five, six weeks ago before he signed. Yeah. Well, that's pretty long ago. It was about two months, three months ago. He was, he was working in recruitment. So he will take a little time to get up to uh, the level that we need, but the 20, 30 minutes I've seen of him, he offers a lot. Sasu's the same. He's from the youth team. So he'll take a little bit of getting used to playing first team football. Uh, but yeah, I'd say Sasu's really close now to pushing Nerfield for a start and bringing Nerfield out of the team. But as I said before, though, I think Nerfield's attitude's probably keeping him in at the moment because it is spot on. Uh, Paris Locke, what did you make of Paris Locke against Stevenage? He came on, I thought he was half decent, but I think him, Jennings, I think I thought Sudcliffe was brilliant against Stevenage, the way they play. He just tried to win every header, didn't get bullied. But I still think them kind of three players need to go out on loan. They need to go and play men's football. They know they're not going to be near first team squad, unfortunately, at the moment. Yeah, I think um, the Stevenage game, isn't it? But I think when when we really need those three points, I don't know that they are 
sort of ready. And I think yeah, them going out on loan would would make a difference. And then I think they'd come back all the more stronger for it. Yes. I mean, if you think about Curry, he had that year. Um, ben Mason's obviously gone. Can't remember where he's gone, but you all know Lee. Um, but he seems to play really, really well. He got, I think, he got player of the match last game. So he seems to be in a good place. It's all, it just must be a really difficult balance because you can imagine a, t- a manager. I think I think we as a group have kind of got our A team players who are going to play. You're going to have a couple of injuries. So if you imagine the the last game against Newport, that squad, and if you add to that, Billa, Curry, Kalambayi, everyone in that group is probably vying for game time. Everyone else is is frankly training numbers trying to grow. So anyone outside of that twenty, I feel Lita need, need at least a at least a January loan. And I think it's just that it's that delicate balance between being around in a professional environment and getting better to playing men's regular football, which is hugely different in terms of I was speaking to a lad at work today who's actually um assistant manager at Chipstead. He was just saying the difference between the guys who come on like trial or they go and do training who have come from Palace Youth or whatever to the campaigners who have played regular men's football even if it's lower down he said just the style of football is so different men's football is the way that they have done it they kind of realise their limitations and they find ways of being successful junior football is all about technique and, and kind of you know a pattern of play and the way that they play. And it's almost like youth football is about the way that you play. And adult football is about getting three points in the bag. And it's quite an interesting dynamic to try and marry great technical knowledge with, I'm going to go and win a game of football. It's quite a fascinating mirage to get hold of. Yeah, that's why I thought it was fascinating what Michael Hamilton said recently. I think it was on the official podcast when they'd done first episode, when he said that before it was all about the way they play and them making mistakes and not worrying about it. But now it's about actually winning stuff. He wants yeah. that. It's about them now going on and winning stuff. And I think, as you said there, Danny, when you go from youth team football and it doesn't matter if you win or lose to going in and playing in a relegation scrap in a conference team or conference south team, Having that pressure of say nine thousand fans, three thousand fans, one thousand fans, then behind any two, three hundred people going, actually, you need to win these games. How they take that? There's always people like As- Asal and Sasu and stuff who will literally make that step up without having to go on loan. But I think for people like Jack Curry, it was huge. I don't think Jack Curry would probably be where he is now if it weren't for him going out on loan to Eastbourne, winning their Player of the Year in one season, coming to us. Probably lucky for him, not for us, but getting relegated probably helped him. Or you know what I mean. So you're playing a level down in League One, and he's now kicked on. And it's it was great to see him back the other day against Stevenage. Before we move on, Alex, I've got to ask James Tilly. Where unbelievable, isn't it? In terms of when we first got this lad, I was kind of like, oh, you know, it's crawling, etc. I don't know about you. It's, it's just been absolutely sensational. But what what have you made of him? What, what do you think? I mean, what can you say? Just absolutely love the guy. He just seems to embody everything the club's about. I think he's, you know, he gets that ball and you, you almost can just see the whole thing happening 10 seconds before it does. You know, yeah. exactly what he's aiming for, you know, exactly kind of which way he's turning, but he's still, he just, I think the thing is he makes it look effortless. Um, you know, he comes over, interacts with the crowd, like everything that, everything that you kind of want. And actually, the, the only concern I've got is that we're depending on him too much. And that he is that Ali from last. He is those. He is those guaranteed goals. And if he has an injury or if whatever happens, are we putting our eggs in one basket when it comes to him? But you know, obviously, no complaints. 
Yeah, I, I said that a weekend. I think I said uh, we're we're relying on him now very heavily to score the goals that now Ali has kind of dried up. But yeah, I just I, I liked what they both said in interviews, Johnny Jackson and Tilly, regarding the fact that he's pretty much been told, been given a free reign at Crawley. He didn't like the fact that he got restricted with the way he played. Where Johnny Jackson is now, like I think you see it when he he, he tries to run through people and beat people. He's been given a free reign, which is looking like it's a masterstroke, really. It's also, the way he's playing what, football. what's great with him as well is they're kind of, he plays without ego. Like sometimes a sow would lose a ball and he's huffing and puffing and throwing his arms up there. Till he just sort of gets on with it. Like there's no like, um, there's no sort of, uh, there's no sort of inflated ego. He's he's going to run around. He's going to chase it. He loses the ball. He'll get back. As I said, I kind of, I, I do get a bit concerned in terms of the fact he's a, he's a left foot on the right and he, tucks in and he gets very central a lot and obviously that opens up the whole of that side but it's been successful we're still unbeaten as well which is I mean, bar bar the Chelsea game which I don't really count which I think has been a, it's just amazing to be able to come on here and talk about us so positively um, and I know we're still we potentially a few people down on Saturday but him, him in particular I'd be fascinated to know his, his value in terms of where in where his value is last thing for me on this bit is are we are we in danger of there being a January hunt in for him now no I don't think at the moment I think he's settled no he's living out near Crawley way still I think which is what the A3 up to training He's probably quite settled, quite nice. The only team I could probably see coming in for him would be another London, to like Charlton or Portsmouth. Not like uh, a Gillingham. Could do, but Gill- the problem is, once you get to a certain age, like, as I said, with him and stuff, and he's been there, he's done it, he's been around, he went to Grinsby. Do you know what I mean? He's done the hard graft, going to these places that are not fashionable and playing his football. He's now... Looks like he's really enjoying his football. He's, he's got his misses there as well now, so... Yeah, I, I, I never say never though in football, Dan. But I think at the moment, why would he? He'd be mad to me. Alex, what do you think? I hate to disagree, but I, I do. I do think that other teams smell blood in the water. Um, it's happened with Curry. It's happened with Ali. It's happened with Asal. And I, I think like there's always those teams who maybe have injury problems. There's the Wrexhams who have got this limitless bank account I think there's there's always that there. and I think if you see somebody who is guaranteed to give you goals then there's 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 always that possibility and um I mean what I will say is that the club seems to have been really strong on not entertaining um offers for Ali um and so I would hope that they understand that the better football we play and the more successful we are on the pitch the more revenue that we brought in that way and that they hold firm with Tilly yeah, I agree. And I think there was a conversation had with Ali, going back to Ali, that they sat him down and said to him, look, uh, that was, you, you, if you move now during this window and it doesn't work for you, it's going to end up like you did with Wickham and with Swansea before that. You're going to be on the bench, you're not playing. You're playing now, you're scoring, the fans love you, you're happy. Score goals and then in the summer get your move to the championship instead of just going to League One, go up to the championship. But yeah, to, you might you, you could be right, Mark. There, there's what? The, the Saudi window's still open uh, and they, they they might not get uh, Salah. That would be... So, could you imagine it, though? We'd, we'd go on the website million. and Al Etihak have just given us a million pounds for James Tilly. It'll be absolutely... I actually thought, generally thought that um, Ali Alhamid might have had a little knock on the door. But what is interesting is that and again, going to the Chelsea game and about how much our squad's worth, it's just interesting that we've, we've probably got three million pound players nearly. 
in terms of, you know, Tilly, Alhamadi, Curry. And then you've got other people around. It's just, it's, what's interesting is that if we were like, right, we need a bit of a, we know that our job as a club is to create money, get, get good players, build up players, sell them on for a profit. We on, we're getting to a point where we've actually got definitely, in my opinion, two, two one million pound players in, in Ali and Curry. And Tilly, if, if what is current form is anything like sustainable, it's just it's it's a really great feeling to know that we've got three very very decent footballers who, if they stay fit for the season, and particularly in Ali's case, if he can actually just hit, I wouldn't even say form, just gets a goal off his bum or follows one in, or it just deflects off of anything. We 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 have got some serious assets on our hands. Now, Graham, before we wrap it up, and move on. I I yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying there, Danny, and it's we we've. They said it before, didn't they? Every season we have to sell a player pretty much. And Sal was the player that we sold and got away that. We didn't need to sell Curry then and Ali's still with us. But I I even go below that and go, we've got players like Sasu, Morgan Williams. Do you know what I mean? We don't know what McLean can do. Johnson at centre-back at the moment is still young. And you know what I mean? There are assets there that if Morgan Williams goes and smashes it and stuff and he gets better, which you hope he does. He's only, what, 17, 18? Do you know what I mean? Sasu's only 18, 19. Yeah. 18, 19. Sasu, they could be players that could be worth that again. And we have got the assets coming through. We just need now some more youngsters to come through every season. But yeah, before we move on, Alex, do you want to finish up any points before Danny just said there regarding our assets? Uh, well, I mean, the only thing that I was thinking was like about, you said about you were surprised that Saudi didn't come knocking for Ali. Um, and I, I don't, I think the thing that I've been thinking about is that I don't think it will be long until that sort of thing happens. I think if they've got 200 million for Salah and they've got 150 million and they've got all this money, I don't think it's going to take a lot of time for that to filter down to the lower leagues. And they come along and they say, look, we'll give you 2 million or we'll give you 3 million. And that we've got no choice. And other clubs like us have got no choice but to, but to say, well, fine. I, I I did say that I said that when Asal moved to Qatar, I said uh, I can see uh, agents of lower league footballers going. Look, why don't you go out there and go to say who is it? I think Robbie Fowler's at a Division One team out in Saudi or Qatar, one of them. Do you know what I mean? I I can see it happening because they want the Muslim players to go out there and play and. Yeah, it will filter down, I think, in the end. But right, we'll move on. And when we come back, we'll uh, discuss Danny Macklin leaving AFC Wimbledon. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We're back and we're going to be discussing Danny Macklin. Danny Macklin has left the club after 10 months of being the managing director. Uh, there was a short 
uh, and sweet statement from the club. And then Danny Macklin brought out uh, a three-page statement uh, regarding him leaving. Uh, there was loads of stuff on Twitter. There's there's loads of rumours and stuff regarding him. We won't go into that too much because they are rumours. not seeing any facts at the moment, so we won't go and delve into it too much. My personal point was... Uh, I appreciate Danny coming onto the pod. He came on the podcast when he first joined. He came and done the Sunday debrief and took questions from fans. Do appreciate that. I found that sometimes I know people say that communication is brilliant and we didn't really have it before. I found that he overdid the communication in the end. You wouldn't even put his name in anything. You just question something that was done at the club and you'd get him uh, coming back to you. And I just think in the end, he then ended up quitting Twitter because there was a couple of trolls who wound him up and stuff but I think if you're in that kind of position as a managing director you should have either two accounts one as your managing director account and one as your personal account you lock your personal account down that's only for friends and family and then you have one you can then mute people block people if they get too abusive uh I did say is there a link of... Lee is there a yeah. link to it between the closing down of the Twitter or act you like and now this do you think there there is a in the ball started rolling then, or do you think this is sort of, it's just been a very short shot, whatever the situation is, are they both linked, do you think? Or is it a case of, no, yeah. do you know what? I just feel that's the situation. Yeah, and I, I think the Twitter stuff was to hide stuff that was going on. Not hide, but to kind of put, to put it on to the fans saying, oh, look, these fans are going to yeah. trial. Because as sort I said, deflecting I was, a bit. yeah, a bit deflecting, that's the word I needed, a bit deflection from actually what, is going on. As I said, I don't want to go too much into it. We've heard, I've heard all the rumours. I've heard stuff that that's gone on at the club, and hopefully, the club will come out and say something more. I don't know legal legality regarding it, but the club, the Don's Trust, need to say something because there's so many rumours going around that why Danny has left. He's been sacked. He's been forced out. Left on his own accord. I think the club needs to kind of shut it down, really, and and say what what has really happened uh, because. Yeah, there was rumours that he had long COVID and that's the reason why the commute got to him in the end. That's completely false, as I understand it. Uh, but my problem with Danny Macklin, in the end, as I said, on Twitter, I've seen all these people raving about him and literally going mental. I thought he did an okay job, but I don't think he would, he did an excellent job. There's still loads of issues with match day for me, personally. Some people said, oh, there's nothing wrong with the match day experience. For me, personally, I see things. Danny, you spoke about it previously as well. And I just think that some things we went a bit over the top with. And yeah, I just, I think, yeah. Is it, Alex, do you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say, like, being an amateur Facebook sleuth and, and whatever, but as soon as he put his statement out, to me, it all, it all, it seems really sudden. I think if you, like, if I were to hand in my notice, I've got to give like three months, you know, notice, and I'm just a lowly teacher and not like an MD of a company. So, hey, hey, less of the lowly. <laughs> but, um, like, so for me, somebody who's an MD to, to say, oh, I'm just, I'm leaving on Friday, uh, you know, what on Tuesday, to me, it, it, you know, obviously it, it smacks of something, it not, it not being like the norm, something I think was obviously the yeah. goal. And I don't think he's just going to go, do you know what? I think I'm going to go and spend some time with my family. I mean, do you think he's done a good job, Alex? I mean, if you were to, again, it, I don't know about you. I, I, I'm, I love the club and stuff. I can't, I don't have the, the brain space to know exactly what goes on with every single person. But from your opinion, from what you've seen and what you hear, 
Do you feel like he he was doing a good job? Were we moving in the right direction, or I mean, where, where are you? Yeah, I, I would say I would say somewhere in the middle. I would say that there, like you said, there were there were still issues when I went to and I was on holiday in a bit in um, August, so I didn't go to like the Wrexham game where I know there were lots of issues with the stewards and stuff and the and the young lads getting sort of turfed out. Um, I was, I mean, a few of the, the fan groups and, and he, somebody was sort of mentioning that there were people with the with the Wrexham shirt on and then he kind of jumped into it and then someone else then turned on him because he would had an issue with him and then he sort of took it quite personally. So I, I kind of get where you're coming from when it comes to sort of the over-communication. Um, I also felt like, you know, a lot of football clubs don't have that direct link in a way to be able to voice their concerns and things to be actioned as quickly as you know, he tried to at certain times. So, yeah, I would say you've been a relatively new fan from everything that I know. I would say it was getting better, but it was certainly, you know, uh, improvements that could be made. Because my issue with the, the statement that was put out is, as I said, it's very short and sweet. It, it, it smacks that Danny Macklin was either told to leave or he was sacked. Uh, my problem with it is, though, there's no who's taken over in the meantime. What the plan B now is now Danny Macklin has gone because even say he 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 left off his own call to go say to a Wrexham or say he's been poached. There's no there's no there's nothing in there to say this is what's happening in the in the background now. The, who who's take, is Bow taken over in in the meantime? Do you know what I mean? It just and and the one thing I think got everyone speaking and and again it have sparked rumours and have sparked the the conspiracy theories. Is the fact they turned off commenting? Do you know what I mean? Which, yeah, again, this is a fans-run club where fans should have their opinion, and they just turned it off. But they realise that people can quote treat, can't they? So people are going to still send their views. And, and I, I mean, how big, how big a problem is this going to be, though, Lee? Do you think? I mean, is I mean, are massive. we in are we in a really big space? Has this got the ability to affect other aspects? I.e., frankly our team and stuff I mean obviously it's quite whether it's it's just happened just outside the outside the transfer window which is quite interesting and the fact that this has been what the transfer window is what six days closed and all of a sudden now he's gone I'm not saying that's got any kind of coincidence but if you're if you're trying to turn one plus one into three there's a always you could look at that but where where does this put us now where does this put us as a club it, it, we, yeah Completely mad, Danny. It's completely crazy because last year, most people could have gone on board with this and gone, yes, this is something we need because, like, do you know what I mean? A bit of drama and stuff like that. We're shit on the pitch and stuff. This year, we've been such a positive place on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? We've got a manager that a lot of people would have had sacked last year and he's doing stuff well. Do you know what I mean? We've got players, as we said, that, that the fans can fall in love with again. We've got players that can be young kids' heroes. Then off the pitch, though, we seem to be in an absolute mess still and we don't seem to be learning any lessons. For me, from what I've heard, uh, and I trust the people that have spoken to myself, this is an absolute shit show and it's crazy and, yeah, it could it could blow massive. Wow, that sounds. I mean, it's just it just for me. It just seems to be such a shame that we as a club have let's be blunt. It's been ten years since since we've had a, what I would call a really positive. Well, when was the last time we were fifth? I mean, it, it's or fifth, sixth, or in the playoffs. It just it hasn't happened to us in the last what eight, nine, ten years. And the minute we get 
something. I know it's super early and you can't really read into stuff or whatever, but do you know what? We haven't had a great team for a decade. We've been always fighting. I'm taking anything I can take. And right now it just seems a real shame that we have just got, how excited are the fans at the moment? Like, Buzzing the Chelsea game, exceptional. Watching the fans going to Newport, games at home, you know, winning games where we shouldn't be winning games. It just seems to be a great momentum, and it's just such a shame that it's taken ages to get to a point where we've got a really great product actually on the pitch. And now, when we're we're talking about something that's completely opposite, if you like, it's just it's just a bit of a shame. But I'm I'm just I just hope and pray that it doesn't hugely impact what we're offering on the pitch. But, uh, I mean, is that, do you think it will? I mean, is this going to affect us in January, maybe? Is this going to make us weaker in the market? I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know if it's going to make us weaker in the market. It's hard to say because a lot of people said previously, I've, I've read a few of the forums and stuff and said Danny Macklin should be judged on the actual financial report that we come out because everyone's judging him on him being a communicator online and on Twitter, but actually give me something that he's done really well at. Give me something that you you two have gone, right, Danny Macklin's done that. It's amazing. You know what I mean? He came in, he, he inherited a shit show from Joe Palmer. We don't have enough turnstiles. Do you know what I mean? But things that he's put in place don't work. And I, I just think... Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot, a lot of people very disappointed. Uh, and yeah, there's going to, yeah, I don't want to go into it too much because again, I've not, I can only trust what people have said and what I've heard and stuff. There's still a lot of rumors. And this is why I said, I think the club or the Don's Trust or someone needs to shut down stuff because it is just spreading like wildfires. I said, I've had four or five people, mates and stuff going, have you heard this, this? People putting two and two together and coming up with five. Do you know what I mean? As I said, there's a long COVID thing, which I don't know if that's if he had COVID or stuff, or he was he, he was signed off ill. But was that then to distract from what actually happened? Do you know what I mean? Could it be that he he has been sat for gross misconduct? Again, no one knows until do you know what I mean? Someone tells the fans. And again, we are a fan-owned club, Danny. And do you know what I mean? Do do we need to know? Should we know? It's one of them catch two twenty situations, isn't it? Catch two. No, you know, catch two. I, I know you can't be. I just hope whatever happens, he's all right and his family all right, and there's nothing too drastically bad with him. It was a shame because I was messaging him about um, when we had him on the pod about having our school go and you know go to watch one of the games, and 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 he was really really supportive, and he was talking about quite a, quite a decent number of tickets for almost any kid that was interested to go. So I kind of feel like he was barking up the right tree and doing some good stuff. Um, so I hope he's. I hope it's nothing to do with his health and stuff. If it's most, if it's the gross misconduct or he's been naughty, then that will come in the wash and we'll deal with it. I just hope that he, as an individual, is all right as far as I'm concerned. Alex, do you, do you want to say more regarding? Yeah, or? I mean, it's hard, isn't it? Because there's, like you said, there's so many rumours. There are so many little clues here. The short statement from the club his kind of reasoning didn't really add up. The, the lack of comments. I think a lot of it, to be honest. A lot of it, I just kind of want to focus on what's happening on the pitch and let whatever's going to play out is going to play out. And and fans getting wound up about it and questioning each other and trying, you know, I think what will be will be. We will, I'm sure, get more information as it comes. And I think you know, let's let's kind of keep that focus on on what's going on and 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 you know what a great start we've had to the season, rather than the kind of politics behind the scenes. 
Here, here. Yeah. Totally and agree. I, see, I totally agree with that. And it really annoys me because people call me a bit of a moaner and stuff. said I can't. I've been actually loving this season, loving it. I, I can't wait to go to games. We, I was looking at trying to get to Newport. It didn't work out. And, and it's just a typical Wimbledon thing that when it's going well, can we not just not have a season of everything going, okay, I know it doesn't always happen, it's football, but yeah, I, I really struggle. And I think it's going to, hope. yeah, hopefully everything will come out in the wash and, and, and the club will deal with it as it needs. I just think there needs to be a plan in place if people leave. I think Mick Doyle said it right today. He said that there's no one bigger than the club. So if, Danny Macklin was ever to leave or he was sacked we had a plan B for that that scenario and we had someone else coming in but it doesn't yeah, look... but just to be clear I mean, no one's bigger than the club but no one can live without this pod can they that's, uh, let's be let's be clear. The club is big, but you know you can you sell Ali, Ali Alhamdi, but you, you don't get one was in a dream again, do you? Let's just no. be clear. I just no. want to make that right. The that's num- that's the, fine. The number one AFC Wimbledon, number podcast. one unofficial, the only unofficial but, yeah. podcast. Well, that was the thing, right? I, I got I got another point to make regarding it, oh, and, yeah. and it's the, the same old Wombles put a podcast out regarding the Danny Macklin stuff. Okay, uh, and they deleted it since. Oh right. And I don't know why. Maybe they deleted it because they've been they're they're one of them. Uh, Mark Lewis, really good lad. He's on the Don's Trust board. Yeah, maybe, he's nice. Yeah. Maybe someone's contacted him and said, "Look, you've got to get taken off." You know what I mean? Wait till all the details come out. And what since said, since he's left, they put a pod out. Well, he left, so they then put a pod out regarding the reaction to Danny oh, Macklin leaving. Oh, oh crikey, that's quick. Since been deleted. Do you think it would be a good idea for the club? In the in the shortest short term, for those and again, I'm exactly the same as Alex. I don't know enough. I'm not engaged enough. I'm not interested enough. But for those who are generally interested to have like an online Q and A or like a it, this is explained and if people want to ask questions or the like, or is this just a case of you know let the people who are running the club let let them do it? And I'm well, with you. It's kind of a difficult one, isn't it? Well, someone said to me at the moment he's still employed until the eighth of. Till Friday, yeah. Till 8th of September. So this comes out on Friday, the 8th of September, Danny Macklin's last day. Uh, up until that day, he's still employed by the club. After that time, when he goes off, no one knows what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I, again, I'm just I don't... seeing, Lee, right now, Wombles had a dream exclusive. The 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 exit interview of Danny Macklin on <laughs> live on our pod. That would be I, bonkers. I think, we're, I think we'll wait. I said that earlier. Someone said, would you interview? I said, I'd love to have him on, but I, I think we wait till the dust settles but we'll wait for him to message us but it's we'll hard to get I don't think he'll message us I've, yeah uh, <laughs> he won't he definitely won't be messaging me he'll be messaging but, me he's right yeah he might be but <laughs> and as I said there's a lot of big heads there's a lot of the big heads on Twitter and stuff have not said a thing they've really remained silent over Danny Mac which they normally don't they normally are in uh, and yeah if you go to his statement you'll see the people that haven't backed him or haven't said well done Danny good luck in the future Uh I don't know. Does he get again. a flag, Lee? That's all I need to know. Does he get a flag? No. No flag. Right. Ten months, mate. Only landed in the job ten months. Pretty poor. Uh, as I said, but we need to look at things. But... I, I, I liked him when we spoke to him and I think there yeah, was some I appreciate him certain... I think there was definitely certain things that... I, it's a weird one with him because I could, I could kind of see what he was trying to do. I bought what aspects of what he was trying to do. Um... I just I found that like you said, sometimes he kind of fought battles that weren't his to have. 
And I think that might be the one thing I would say. And I, my problem with it, Danny, and I said we said this in the pod before he came in, before we spoke to him, before anyone spoke to him, and said we hope he knows what he's getting into when you come and join Wimbledon. We talk about the Don's Trust and the uh, rejoining uh, and applications and stuff. But as AFC Wimbledon fans, we're totally different to any other club. And you know what I mean? And, and he'd put that, oh, every other club's doing it. And people get really rolled up by that, myself included, because we're not, we're different to every other. We don't have to do what Colchester's doing, what Salford are doing. And every Wimbledon, ASC Wimbledon fan, are very self-entitled. Do you know what I mean? You hear it quite a lot. I own this club. I'm, we're fanned on. You know what I mean? And everyone wants it their own way, which ain't going to be the case. And that's why people have now started talking about selling the club and not being fan owned and stuff. And you had that last year, especially when it was all toxic. And I don't think he realised what he was getting into. So he came in it with this these bright ideas. And then by the end of it, he just looked beaten up by the by the time he's left, didn't he? He looked done in. He well, he came off Twitter. Do you know what I mean? He just yeah, unfortunately, AFC Women is a tough it's a tough gig. Uh, and whoever does get the job after they've got to have a backbone, they've got to have some thick skin and they've got to tell people when to get lost and when to get knotted, really. And people like myself, Dan, you know what I mean? You yeah. don't have to listen to a fat ball guy from Essex. Anyway. Not, not unless you like it. Yeah, well, the missus does. Right. Yeah. We'll move on uh, when we come back. Uh, sorry, Alex, do you want to say anything before we move on? I don't want to dismiss you there. Sorry, mate. No, like, I think I was going to say like the next the next person sort of also just needs to learn when not to say anything rather than sort of, you know, just learning to be quiet. Let Everyone's noise will kind of get wrapped up in itself and then yeah, it'll just, it'll die down and it'll go away. You jump in, especially someone with the inside knowledge and, and the promises to go and do stuff, and it will just exacerbate it and make it last longer. Just stay out of it. Let it all, you know, blow over and, and I think you'll have an easier job. 100%. I think you're spot on there. Well done, Alex. Right. We'll move on. When we come back, we'll discuss the Don's Trust uh, board and the, uh, what is it, the applications or the rejoining of the Don's Trust membership. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. So we're back and we're going to be dis- dis- uh, discussing the Don's Trust uh applications what do i mean the rejoining if you're going to rejoin the don's trust uh they have sent out renewals that's it renewals for the don's trust got there in the end mate well done yeah i know i'm struggling today mate uh but yeah the renewals of the don's trust are people renewing uh personally myself i'm not i i see the don's trust as one of the biggest waste of times ever the pro board is one of the worst things i've ever been on uh and there's a thing on there called Ask the Board. So you ask a question and you'll get some no mark member re- replying. I'm like, when did you get promoted to the board? They're like, I'm not. I'm like, well, shut up then. I don't want to know what you think. I want to know what the board thinks. Uh, I just, I, I just, the Don's Trust for me is, I think, null and void now for me. I, I'm, I'm going to be quite interested in the numbers of people renewing. Uh, so you're sitting on the fence, basically. No, but then I've always been the same. I joined yeah, because you I have. wanted, wanted to vote. You always and, have been, and I, I think since I've joined, I don't. I, can't, I can remember a, a few emails and a few things like this, but stuff like with the Danny Macklin stuff, and they're very silent on many things. And it and it, you ask Chris Stewart a question, you, you're good luck trying to get an answer. And I just find I, uh, Matt Lowndes, I, I voted for Matt. He, he left after about three months without really saying the reason why he left. It was more communication stuff. And I just, I love Matt, thinks he's brilliant. His dad was a legend. His sister's really good. But what's going on if we're losing someone like that after only, what, a month in the job? Yeah. So, 
Alex, what do you think, mate? Are you are you a Don's Trust member, and where are you sitting with all this? I mean, the, the thing is, that, so I am a Don's Trust member, um, but very recent. I can't remember and, when. And I... Why? Why are you a member? Um, that's a good question. I mean, the thing that I love about the club and have fallen in love with is the community aspect to it. Like it's, it, it just if it, it's like unlike any club I've ever been to, um, and. I think being a Don's Trust member to me seemed like the next kind of step in being a part of that community um, yeah. and, and having that kind of democratic element to it and, and feeling like you're, I don't know, doing your bit in some way to, to kind of keep the club going and to support it. And, and, and so I feel like we're, we're very, very aligned. And the reason why is I'm a member of a Don's Trust board. I don't know why. I don't actually know why I'm a part of it, if that makes sense. I think this is where I get a bit lost. As I'm a Dunn's Trust member and you've just gone, we're alike, neither of us know why. <laughs> yeah, but it is that. I, I mean, you were talking about being part of a community and I've kind of, I, I, I was a Dunn's Trust member because we spoke a long time, didn't we, Lee? We neither of us was. I thought, I'm going to do it, but I got it. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to be engaged to the level that, I probably either could, should, or would be, but it does go back to the same question Lee, we always talk about. If you're gonna, if we're gonna be frustrated with how the club is run, and we're gonna moan about how the club is run, but don't be a Don's Trust member, then it's kind of totally moot. And actually, if you have the opportunity to have an opinion, maybe the Don's Trust board is a place to do it. But I'm gonna be really blunt here, and I'm a, I'm a member. I've I've had emails come in. I'm not read one. And that is an active decision, not out of principle. I just sit and go, oh, I can't be asked at this. And there must be a reason why I feel that way, but I don't know why, if that makes sense. No, I, 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 I kind of get I get what your point regarding if you're not a member, you can't vote like, and you, you moan about it, but you can't really have a say. I just, I just, I, I've, I've had people raise motions with the Duns Trust and nothing's ever been done. Do you know what I mean? We we had the issue with my friend and the, the club photographer last year with nothing that got, you had to go to the club for that. And we're like, well, we're raising it with you to, to raise that motion, but they, they just threw it out straight away. You, I just feel like you don't get anything back. So what's the point? What's the point of me moaning from the inside the tent? I'd rather be outside the tent pissing in than, do you know what I mean? Sitting in the, and taking the piss in the face. Do you know what I mean? I, I just, I just feel like you don't get nothing back from the Don's Trust. I, the community stuff, maybe because I don't live in the community anymore and I'm outside. I don't really care for. All I care about is Saturday men's football. Us picking up three points. The charity stuff. Good luck to the people that do it all and stuff. But do you know what I mean? I, I, I watched AFC Wimbledon to watch a first team men's football game, uh, and I, I'm not. I just want the youth team to come through. I don't really care about all the other stuff that goes on with. The, I mean, Alex, does it? Can do you feel like it's still got? Are we in a position where the Don's Trust has got a a, a valid a valid remit, if you like, to carry on in the, in its in its guise? If we're two members who have kind of bought it, you you mentioned really clearly about community, and I kind of feel exactly what you're saying, but I still haven't really properly engaged with it. If that makes sense, I don't. I haven't gone to a meeting or I haven't really I haven't read an email but I'm a member so why am I doing it but I feel like I should if that makes sense are we is is there a disconnect or is there something missing between people being a Don's Trust member and what it is are we missing is oh, it, is the process missing a trick I guess 
I think, I think it probably is, yeah. I think there is definitely a disconnect. I mean, like like you said, I'm a Don's Trust member. I don't really know. I, I sort of have a vague idea, but I don't really know an awful lot of what they do. That's I don't me. Totally me. Massively involved. I mean, for, for me, it's quite interesting because of when I joined, I, I think I got the email and they said, because you've only just joined, we'll automatically renew you. So I don't have to pay anything. I'll, so it'll roll on for me for another year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this season um, and sort of how it progresses. Um, but at the moment, yeah, like I, I, I feel like I should. I feel like they could have a really good connection with the fans and, uh, or you know, the members and get them involved and you know m- make it this democratic process that it's supposed to be. At the moment, you know, I can kind of see what you're both saying in that they're this entity, but I'm not really sure kind of how the process works or how I can be more involved or you know that sort of thing. But for me, it's like any kind of politics like with Labour, the Tories, stuff like that. And you, before the elections, you get loads of people coming on and and, and they're very loud. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're going to do And then they get on the board. You don't hear from them again. Uh, I don't think they represent the fans, especially last year when we had the meet the manager video gate stuff going on. And, and, and a lot of people asked the Don's Trust to get involved and say, look, release that video. And they voted against what the fans were wanting. Do you know what I mean? There was a lot of fans who said, we want that video. Why not release a video? I don't get why they didn't release a video in the first place, but the club decided not to. Danny McLean and Buckley made that decision, but we asked the Don's Trust to get involved and then they they didn't they weren't listening to the fans. And I thought, well, if they're not listening, do you know what I mean? What 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 is the point of them? And what is the point of me paying twenty five quid a year to to have not be listened to anyway? I go on pro boards quite a bit, and as I said, it's 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 one of the worst things ever. You have got so many self entitled fans who think they're right on there, and people will say, well, that's the same as you, Lee. But it's just I don't care what someone's saying I, I want to hear what Kevin's saying I want to hear what Michelle's saying I don't care what Joe Bloggs in South Africa thinks do you know what I mean and we've said it before Danny I'm, I am I go home and away do you know what I mean I've been to quite a few games already this season I get loads of kit I get loads of stuff I'm not seen to get older this year but that's personal circumstances but some guy who lives in Australia who only watches on iFollow now has a bigger say in my club than me. He might or he, he might not even watch us. He might have liked the John Green story. He might have liked playing FIFA. Might have liked our story. Joined the Don's Trust for 25 quid and hasn't put another penny in. And he can have a say more than I can on my football club. Yes, Alex. Um, Hypothetically, because you guys clearly know more about it than me, what are they supposed to do? So let's say they're firing on all cylinders and they are engaging. What is their purpose? What are they there to do? Well, this is for me a classic example. I mean, I've just, I'm literally just had the Don, while you've been chatting, I've just looked at the Don's Trust website. I've just read it. I still can't see what it actually does. Like, and I'm in in layman's terms, I kind of get an. It's a bit of governance. It's a bit of kind of like the you know the trustees, if you like, kind of managing the process. But I, I guess for me, and I'd like to think I'm a relatively educated bloke, and I'm I'm not top of the class, but I'm certainly not bottom. Um, but I, I still just I, I still really am struggling to find out exactly what it is, and and even the website is very text heavy. It doesn't it doesn't look amenable. I'm looking at it, and I, I'm not I'm not reading it, Alex, and going. I get this, or it's not clear enough for me to go. Oh, that's what you do. I'm, I've just literally just, you know, very very quickly scrolled through it, and it, it. I'm not from that background, unfortunately. If I was from that probably background and stuff, I'd get it more. I guess the question for me is, if we're currently thinking it's not relevant, 
the reality is we're going to have to lump it because we're going to be a fan owned club and we're not going to get out of that. We don't need to go into that debate again because we've done it a <laughs> million times a year. Yeah. But I guess the question is if we're generally going to have a Don's Trust where people think you're relevant, I guess the question is, is how do they do that? And how do they get, frankly, me and Alex, who are, you know, working with young people and, and, and are, you know, switched on and we're not engaged in the process. I mean, I've been a Wimbledon fan since I was seven. And I'm still not, I don't get, I I need to find, I don't understand why I'm not involved and I need to find the reason why, but I'm not, I don't know, I'm I'm, I'm basically, there's a gap in my knowledge that I need to sort out. But we need, we need these people then to engage with the people like yourself. We need younger people on, do you know what I mean? We spoke to uh, Posh Jamie on here a few times, do you know what I mean? Posh Jamie, love it. Who, who was part of the Don's Trust, do you know what I mean? He was doing the meetings and the minutes and stuff, and he seems to kind of, I don't know if he's still about regards to that. I know he's quite busy with his own his own work and stuff like that, but we don't seem to engage with the youngsters. Do you know what I mean? We, we, the youngsters, for me, get talked down to by old-school Don's Trust members and Don's Trust board members, and I just think we, we have to engage with everyone, and I, I don't think we do. And the elections for me last year were a complete sham. The hustings weren't done correctly. Directly. We had people putting in manifestos that were written by other people. Do you know what I mean? And it's all s- snakes and daggers and sly and, and stuff like that with regards to the Don's Trust that I think puts a lot of people like myself off. Uh, and yeah, I think that's one of the massive issues we have with our club is that everyone wants their little piece of it. Uh, and they're so scared of losing that little piece that they, they they don't care about if someone's going to be better for the job. And I think that maybe is is, is the case with the Don's Trust as well. But again, we were speaking about the Danny Macklin situation. We haven't got an MD now. Do you know what I mean? The Don's Trust have not said anything regarding him leaving or anything, which, I, again, I find very weird. The PLC board have not said anything. I just, do you know what I mean? What is the point of the Don's Trust at the moment? And I, I can't give you one. I'm, I'm, yeah, I've got I've got nothing to add to that. Like I said, it'll just be interesting to see um, whether there is a lot of. I, 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 okay, let me change the question. I'll, I'll pass it to Alex. Actually, what what do they need to do, Alex, to help you feel either more part of it or to it help your engagement be more prevalent? Let's do that. I mean, I don't think it's it's asking for the world to run some sort of event that kind of maybe explains a bit more about what they've been working on or what, you know, think what, what's happening or I, I, def- I think it all comes down to communication. If if you've got members who are paying 25 quid a year, which fine isn't, you know, you know, it's not mega bucks, but at the same time, it's still money that could be spent somewhere else. You know, people want to know where's this money going? Like how much of a voice do I have? what are you doing for the club what's what is your purpose and so for me like if there was some kind of maybe there is and i just don't know about it and again that comes down to the communication but you know those sort of events or or better better media to me would would make a lot of difference yeah, I, I had a chat with Xavier Wiggins, who was on the Don's Trust board previously at Colchester Way, and he was telling me a lot of people don't know about raising motions and you need to get five people to raise a motion and how we can do stuff if you're not happy with regards to the club and do it to the Don's Trust. And I said to him, but, but the problem is people don't want to get involved in too much politics and stuff. They want to have a port of call where they're not happy about saying, but they, they also want to have someone come back to them. And as I said, I find 
what I read and what people say is they don't have anyone coming back to them and it takes sometimes two or three days before they get a response from them. And I, and I know the Don's Trust board members are are people, they're normal people with normal working lives as well. But, do you know what I mean, sometimes you don't get response for weeks and stuff and or you don't get response at all. And I just think it's not good enough, really. And I'd, It's also, some, though, as and well. You know, I think, sorry, Dan, yeah. I've just got no, one go more one more point. The one thing I hate the most is when people say, well, you're moaning about the Don's Trust. Why don't you go and stand? Why don't you join? Because I don't want to. I don't want to be, I don't want to be fanned on, to be fair. I'd rather be a club that I care about is the 11 men on that pitch on a Saturday and winning three points and having a laugh with my mates. I don't want to be involved in the politics. We have to be because I, I do a, a successful podcast, but do you know what I mean? Most of the time, I don't, I don't care enough, and it just drives me mad that we have to be so political with football club. And that's yeah, one of the things I, I hate is when people say, "Why don't you do it?" Shut your mouth. Yeah, the problem as well with it, like you said, it, it is that delicate balance that between we speak loads of times about. It's, it's part of the, the majesty, the greatness, like Alex said about the, the community. When you think about watching Wimbledon, you, you're, you're in it. Like you feel in the club, you're part of it. You're a huge, you've got a, you're a huge part of what it is. We went to watch Chelsea and the people in that stadium, they're not part of it. They're miles away. With Wimbledon, we kind of do it, but it is that balancing act that if you want a professional product, having it as an amateur, as a volunteer process where people volunteer, they can and they dip in and dip out. It's such a delicate balancing act to keep the, the, the lovely things about community feel and closeness to, to what we have to, to being almost having something over it, but it may be having that slightly being slightly further away. Maybe. Now I, I think you're talking slightly nonsense there as well, Danny, with regards to feeling in it and stuff. And that I, I was in it when I was a Wimbledon FC fan when I started supporting Wimbledon. I felt in it straight away, and that's what made me fall in love with. But Wimbledon. that that might and have that, been. And that, that was that crazy gang spirit we had them days. Uh, do you know what I mean Sam Hammer? He was nuts, and he he absolutely screwed our football club. Uh, but I I I felt in love with it. There'll be Chelsea fans who feel in love with Chelsea. You unfortunately modern football nowadays you have all these TikTokers and all these these people just filming themselves to for clout and, and likes on Twitter and stuff. But I think me and my mates don't give a shit about the Don's Trust and stuff like that, but we still feel amongst it. We still feel about it. Do you know what I mean? Their kids all go. I, I used to go to the crazy gang days down at Roehampton. I used to travel from Essex for them. I used to get taken down. I felt about it, even though I lived in Essex and they, they still feel about it now with their kids. I've got Chelsea mates who bring their boys to Wimbledon who feel amongst Wimbledon as well. And their kids love it. But they don't care who who the Don's Trust is. They don't know who the Don's Trust is. We've got Plough Lane. We've got we can build them community spirits. No matter if it's the Don's Trust or it's the fact. Do you know what I mean? We don't. I just, yeah. I, I but still... there is also that's your aspect of it. But there are also probably thousands of fans who and businesses and sponsors who actually have got engaged with us because of that other aspect of it. And I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. All I'm saying is is that John Green doesn't turn up. He doesn't. He doesn't just invest in Wimbledon. He invests in a story, and the story of Wimbledon. Whether you're pro it against it, whether it's part of a volunteering thing or part of that, yeah, it but- is part of. One sec. It is though part of the attraction of Wimbledon of, of AFC Wimbledon. Is is that you see the Wrexham stuff? It's all part of a story. People are buying into stories, and frankly, we are the best story in football, and people are interested no, in that. No, I hate all that great story stuff as well. We, we are. 
you'd hate it, but it's we're, true. We're a good story, but there's other. Every club thinks they're the greatest story. Plymouth probably think Luton probably think they're the greatest story at the moment because where they come from, they got kicked out of the league because they think. But Luton fans still feel a part of it, even though they're they're in the Premier League now. They yeah, still feel I'm, a part I'm, of their I'm, club, I'm not, but they're not fan owned. They, they were fan owned, but they sold out. You talk to Plymouth fans; they they probably didn't feel a part of it a couple of years ago. But they don't. Football's a really weird game in that. Yep. One minute you can feel really a part of it, and the next minute you have a bad owner or a good owner comes in, and you get you don't feel like Wrexham fans must really feel a part of it now. But they didn't a couple of years ago, and people can't say, "Oh, that's because they were fan." They were fan owned for ages. They didn't really like it, so they sold out as soon as they could. I'm not saying we need to sell out, and I kind of get what you're saying, Danny. But we don't have to have the Don's trust to be feel part of the club. We don't have to be fan owned to be part of the club. I feel part of that club every week. I've got it tattooed on my arm. I, I, as I said, all I care about on a Saturday morning is winning three points and having a laugh with my friends. I still feel part of it, even if Chris Stewart's in charge or not. Alex, sorry, mate. Me and Danny have been back and forth. I mean, I I was just going to say, like, coming from a perspective of, you know, I think it was like third season, you know, and and I I personally feel like the story of Wimbledon um, is absolutely a selling point for the club. And I think it's something that brings in new fans. It's something that made, I I think we're the perennial underdog. And like, that's, that's, I think why people do connect to it, and that that sto- uh, you know, I, I, any, I mean, how long have you been a fan for, Alex? So, how long have you been a fan? This is, this is probably this is my third season. And I why, would say. be blunt, then why why did you pick Wimbledon? You could pick anyone. Why uh, us? We bought a flat in Ellsfield, um, okay. so so it's it's literally ten minutes down the road. But that that's the that that is li- I mean that's the geographical um yeah. you know reasoning behind it in that course, it's, a, yeah. it's a close club you know to go to but there's everything about it i mean you've got you've got the story aspect but then you've got like the stadium and you've got the pub and you've got the community and just everything about wimbledon i think it is unique in the way that it has so many stories and so many parts to it and i and i think you know, if you look at any mk Facebook comments and they obviously come up on mine because of the algorithms. If you ever look at it or look at a, a club that they've played, everyone in, every, you know, so many football fans are there to sort of say, you know, the whole thing was wrong, even decades later. And and I, th- and I think right that, that Phoenix coming back and, and the rebirth of the club, but with the history does to me make such a huge selling point um, alongside everything that goes with the match day experience and all of that kind of stuff. Alex, would you, do you think you would have been a Wimbledon fan if we were owned by, say, Robinson, who owned ASOS, who sports shares? Say he bought the club. Uh, would you would you have still gone and watched Wimbledon? Because we would have still had the ground there. Do you know what I mean? Fan power helped, but do you know what I mean? Would you have been a Wimbledon fan? Was it because it was fan owned or would it because it was geographical? You'd have still gone anyway. Um, I think, I think the reason, cause you know, we started off by going to the odd game here and there, and then it became like this passion and this obsession. And I think, I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that every person that steps through that ground feels like it's their stadium. It's their ground. It's their team. It's not, it's not profits and shares going to the, to some Hollywood people. And, and uh, you know, the Wrexham story is great and whatever, but it, it, there's just a sense that you go in there and there's a togetherness. And even if it's a togetherness where everyone is screaming to get Jackson out, it's a togetherness where if you don't have that in the week or you are, 
whatever happens during the week, there's that element of you can go to the football, you can kind of, you can be as one. No, I, I, see, I agree, I agree with all them points, but I think we could have that anyway. I just don't think... Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that, Lee. Like, uh, I, I you, just, what you've summed up is exactly what he said. He don't have to be found on to do that. Yeah, just, I don't for think me, we just, need to... Because yeah. we've gone off a bit of the subject now. We've gone from the Don's Trust to being fan-owned, but I just don't think we need the Don's Trust to feel what Alex felt when he first came through the door because me and you have been going for years. We would have welcomed Alex as we normally welcome everyone down. And I think we've got something spot on with Plowland. We've said it before. I know this season, the matchday experience ain't been great. The stewards ain't been great, bottle tops and all that. But we have got the food carts now and Plowland is a good place to go. If you live local, it's a great place to go watch football, bring families and down. But I don't think we need the Don's Trust to have all what Alex just said. And, and that's is why. it sorry, Lee? Or Chris, very quick question for you: Is it we don't need the Don's trust, or we don't need the, the Don's trust in the way that they're operating at the minute? Uh good question, could, Danny. Could could we still be fan owned? But you understand very very clearly the mission, what we do, who does what, how does it work? It's really clear. They answer their emails, and and buddy buddy blah. Does your opinion change, or is it a case of do you know what? Thanks, but no, this ain't. For no, me. no, I, I think yeah, I think we need a better Don's trust. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With, I, I agree. I'm with not, you, so I'm not I disagree with you, but it'd be interesting. Yeah, I think. But the problem is with that is we've been saying that for what before we even started this podcast four or five years now. We've been saying we need a better Don's trust, and every year I hear, "Oh, this is the strongest Don's trust board that we've had." And every year, some, the communication is still poor. Uh, and, and people keep throwing legalities. You can't say this. You can't say that. that do you know what I mean? Well, as I said, with the, the, the Danny Macklin stuff at the moment, there's rumours and conspiracy theories, and there always will be that with Wimbledon. And that's one of the things I don't like uh, because it, it, as a fan-down club, we should know the truth with everything that goes on. And, and sometimes I feel like we we kind of get get blind. What is it, word I mean, that, they oh, don't sorry. care. Not blind, but they put their fingers in the air and it's the stuff with the turning off the mute in the comments the other day. Fingers in the air. We know better than you. Just shut your mouths and get on with it kind of thing. I don't like that. You might as well have an owner in charge doing that to us. Right. Anyway, thanks. Well, right, boys, we'll move on. Uh, and then when we come back, we'll uh, discuss Stockport on Saturday. The Wombles had a dream podcast. By the fans, for the fans. So we're back for the final part of the episode and we're going to be discussing uh, Stockport on Saturday. Uh, Joe Lewis and Lemon Evans can't play because they are a parent club of Stockport, so they don't have permission. So they won't be playing. So does that mean we start... No Ali as well. No Ali, yeah, he's away. So we won't be scoring goals. Well, we won't scoring goals anyway. Uh, do we start with Pierce and Johnson at the back? I do. I don't get why we started Johnson uh, Pierce during the week. Totally agree. When, don't when get it at him. all. Uh, I don't know why we brought Brown on when we need him probably because Curry probably ain't going to play or start a game at the moment. Where, where do we go with it, uh, Alex? I'll come to you first. Where Where would you go with Saturday? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I yeah, I I would I would probably play Johnson. I would. Um, you say we haven't got Curry on Saturday. I don't. Oh, yeah. Curry only played what 50, 60 minutes. 50 minutes. The, the definite outs is there's no Evans, there's no Lewis, and there's no Al Hamidi as definite. Obviously, Biller injured, Callum Bay injured. Don't know about Reeves. Don't know about Little. Don't know about. Um, I think Curry, considering that he he played the um, the whole game or most of the game, 
I'm with you though, Lee. Knowing that Joe Lewis, it made sense to play Joe Lewis because he's not Three. playing the weekend. Yep, he's got I'm weekend. still surprised they didn't play. I didn't. I don't remember. Well, I don't know what Evans were. What mind you, Evans might have been cup. They cup was he cup? Evans tied? was cup tied. He played against the Manu under twenty okay, ones. Fine. Stop, so yeah. that's that bit. But the problem I've got I guess, with that, I, guess Danny, Alex, I mean, Alex Pierce playing is it, for me. It was either you've got to rest Ogonde, who's played every single game. Or you have to rest Alex Pierce. I don't because you rest Alex Lewis. Pierce. Lewis played right back, so Agonde could have played right back, but that would have meant that that Lewis would have gone infield, which would have meant it had been Johnson or Pierce to probably play. But the, or they played what's his name instead, didn't they? Sutcliffe. So you you and could have played Sutcliffe and Lewis. Curry and left back. Have we not got it's another it, yeah. right back other than Biller and Agonde, which worries me a little no. bit? As well. well, we don't. We know but that. My problem is no one told us Evans was cup tied until raised it on Tuesday going, why is he not playing? Oh, he's cup tied. And we never know who's injured because they never tell us. Like, have we? Have you heard anything about Reeves of Little's injury? No. Do we know how bad it is? Do we know what it is? And this is what really winds him up with the club sometimes. Say Reeves, when he got injured, say Reeves has got an hamstring injury, he's going to be out for two to three weeks. Little's going to be out for two weeks. He's out, he's broken down in training. Paul Callum by his close to return. Don't get why they don't tell us. Do you know what I mean? This, this happened three weeks ago. He could have told us. Stop Paul. I'm not. They, they're a good side. They should be there and amongst it. So it's going to be a tough game. Are we going to struggle losing Joe Lewis? Uh, uh, possibly. Yes, Alex. Well, I was just going to say I, I completely agree about the lack of communication when it comes to injuries. Um, and I don't know about you, but I was convinced that Curry was off because that we didn't hear anything about him. <laughs> he, he, he was punched. He was in every preseason game. He was playing fantastic football. All of a sudden, he's had a, a whatever a knock is or like, you know, and then we don't see him for a month. And and the problem is that they sowed these lies with a saddle and he had the flu and whatever. And now no one believes a word that they say. So I think they've gone to this complete other place where I go, we just won't say anything. We will just go to complete radio silence and let, and then everyone makes up their own rumours. Um, so <laughs> I also don't understand, and, and this might be outside of my um, intelligence or whatever, but we've, we've signed Reeves and we've signed Little, both who we know have had former ongoing injuries were that when medicals done like how robust was this process um the, that we're then losing people so early into the season when they're having such an amazing impact reeves would have done reeves hasn't had an injury for two years joins wimbledon and gets injured straight away which is typical little my worry with little is as you, he, he came to us last year got injured when he was getting overplayed and yeah do we know it? What did he get over that injury again? As you say, we don't know what this injury is. It could be a brand new injury. It might not be linked to last season at all. But again, it leads to rumours and conspiracy theories. That yeah, I agree with you, Curry as well. Was he? Did he have the Assal disease? And was he going to be off? But again, no one knows because the club don't tell us. You come to a game against Stockport. We've had two two of our best players out now for two weeks, and no one still knows if they're. Anywhere near back to full fitness, coming back. Billa, do you know what I mean? Callumby, I know he was on Don's TV the other day, but what, five people watch it? So no one else knows what's going on. It's just, yeah, I, I wish they'd tell us more. Did Alex Pierce play the whole game in Stevenage? I don't Because think... I think, I don't, I don't think he can play three games in a week. So if he's played Wednesday, luckily after Saturday, we have got the whole of the next week off. So they might be thinking, do you know what? We'll play Alex Pierce and he'll, we'll, um, no, he played 60, 
61 minutes. And most of the games that he's played this year have been an hour. So he hasn't, I don't know whether he's played the whole game yet. A lot of the time he does an hour and then he comes off. So I'd be, I would, I would presume that Curry's had an hour on Tuesday. I would guess that Brown would start and then Curry would get half an hour, in my opinion, from a build up perspective. Ogondi comes in at right back. It's got to be Johnson then and Pierce. Yeah. They're not going to change the wingers. Tilly stays right. Newfield stays left. I think that stays as it is. Up front, has got to be Boogiel, in my opinion. Now, whether you go... I don't think Boogiel and Pell can play with each other. So no. I think you're going to have to play Davison. So yeah. I think it'll be Boogiel and Davis, and I think Pell goes to the bench, which, to be honest, I think he's kind of more of a distra- of a distraction than uh, what I'd call a certified ball player in the pitch. So then the main conversation is the centre mid, which is, as it stands, is Ball and Williams. But they, they started on... Um, Tuesday. I'd be really tempted no, ball, to go ball with came off the bench. Fine. Well, in that case, I'd be very, very tempted with Lakin um, to start as in centre midfield. If if Reeves, like I said, if Reeves is is fit, I'd be amazed if they come from being injured to go straight in the team and play ninety. So I I would presume that if Reeves is fit, he will start because he's captain and he'll come straight back in. But he might do an hour. So I'm thinking if if he's fit or Little's fit, they both start, but they have an hour. And then I'd be playing next to him, Lakin. And I'd be saying, right, let's have a look. But I do believe, chaps, and you're going to hate me, I think this is where our wheel, one of the wheels comes off. And I, I don't, I'm not, I don't think we're going to get much out of Saturday. I, I unfortunately agree with you. Uh, I was just about to say it, to be fair, myself. I, I'd i be inclined to go bugle up front on his own and then go with a 4-5-1 and play ball, Lakin and Morgan Williams in that midfield with Newfield and Tilly because I'm looking at our team uh, and looking at our squad and this is where I think signing a striker would have been so key I think where are our goals coming from on Saturday other than Tilly and also Joe Lewis has been outrageous for us well, so, we have still got yeah. Johnson who's been outrageous as well yep. we've still got yep. Ovindir who's been good Brown's been half decent in most games. I just worry. Davison don't have a goal in him at the moment. No. Bugle, as as hard at working as he is, he pops up with what five goals a season. Do you know what I mean? I, I yeah. I just I really think we pack the midfield, try and stay compact, and then try and hit them with Tilly, Nurfil, Lakin going forward, and then Williams and Balkans protect the Pierce at the back. But I do worry about where our goals are going to come from on Saturday, and that's why I think again it shows how key it was that we should have got a striker in the in the window. Alex, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I personally, when when we got the two uh, loanies in, I was baffled as to why we didn't have a striker when we clearly don't have a consistent goal scorer up front. Like I just I could not understand the logic in it. Um, for me, I would say that Curry starts instead of Brown. Um, I think Curry um, trying to get the ball up to Newfield. I think that's got a better build-up to try and get those goals than if you've got Brown. I think Curry, if he needs to come off after 60 or at half-time, if we've managed to get a goal and then we literally just defend, defend, defend. But I, I personally... I think Curry looked really good, actually. And apparently he had tonsillitis as well. But I, I thought he, he looked um, he looked really strong. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely start him. I think um, I would... I would. I reckon they'll start Pierce. Um, I think they need. They we need him in. Um, in defence. Uh, I don't think Reeves is is coming back this week. Normally, when you see Jackson's like midweek, um, kind of what's going on in training videos, 
he'll be like, you know, Curry's back in and, and Bill is now out training outside. There's nothing about Reeves and Lister, which leads me to think it's going to be, you know, at least a few weeks before before we see them again. No, yeah, no, I tend to agree with you regarding Reeves and Little. Uh, yeah, I said, I, I, I just don't know where our goals are going to come from on Saturday, which worries me a lot. But what are your predictions for Saturday then? What are you going with, Dale? Because you're, you're not going to lock it this week, no? You're going to let people predict? Well, I, I mean, to be honest with you, all, all I'm looking at is, is, is who's, you know, top of the league. That's what I'm bothered about right now. And, you know, I let myself down the weekend. I thought we'd win and we uh, Wimbledon drew, which obviously got zero points, which has massively affected my confidence. I feel like I've missed a penalty, like Ali. Um, unfortunately, I am going to go 2-0 Stockport. I, feel, I, do, I just don't see where our goals are going to come from. Tilly's been brilliant. Newfield's been great. I think Stockport are a good squad who've spent some money and I think this might be and I don't think it's going to be a complete crisis because I also think sometimes when you've when you've been unbeaten for a while it's like that boxer sometimes when they're unbeaten you you create such a big deal we haven't been beaten we haven't been beaten maybe just going getting 2-0 refresh Ali comes back you know after Saturday you're gonna have you're gonna have both the players from Stockport back, potentially Reese back, potentially Little back. You're gonna have Curry back. You're gonna have Ali back. I mean, it's not the be all and end all. Not getting a great result. Um, and at the beginning of the season, if you said that we would be well above Stockport and losing to Stockport would mean we'd still be probably close to the playoffs. So I'd be biting your own off. So unfortunately, being brutally honest, I'll, I'm gonna go two 0 Stockport. Alex. If you'd asked me this question after Newport, I probably would have agreed with you. Having said that, watching the Stevenage game, and I know it wasn't necessarily their full team, but actually I'm a bit more optimistic and I think actually we have got a a decent squad where we can call on people and people who really do want to make an impact. Um, I think it's going to be tight, but I'm going to go 2-1 Dons. Go on, Frenchy. I I loved waking up Saturday, my only day off, with a load of messages of people saying, can't log into the uh, Prediction League because... uh, Danny's locked it. That was that was nice to wake up to that. Cheers to that, Danny. Hey, uh, hey. Least I can do. And then uh, I'm going uh, one nil stop, Paul. I think it'd be quite tight. As I said, I, I'd like to see us go four for one, win midfield, keep keep them out. Uh, but yeah, I think we um, we haven't got goals in us. Unfortunately, without Ali Tilly, we're relying on him so heavily to score goals now. Uh, I know people say well, he ain't scored, but he still can mix it up where I just think Davison and Bugle can't. Pell hasn't got it for me as a number 10. Yeah, 1-0 loss. Uh, but I agree with you again, Danny, which really sickens me. That I'm so pleased that we're agreeing again. I, I, I think a 1-0 loss ain't going to be the worst thing in the world as long as people don't, shit don't hit the fan too much off the field. We can kind of get over it and we can move on with winnable games after that. So, yeah. Copy. Right. A bit, 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 um, it's not, not, not exactly a surprise. You're just copying me, trying to keep up. That's I've fine. gone 1-0, you've gone 2, so is that Yeah, but we, we, we both agreed that. I, we, we, you just agree with me, so that's fine. Mind games, I'm <laughs> in your head now. I own you. Mate, you've got zero points on Saturday. Hey, hey. It's, it's a long season. It's not the end of the world. Car crashes. Also, some like... people requested the league table, mate, so could you get that done? Wow. Well, <laughs> oh, the kids are back at school tomorrow. Like, they'll be patient. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, that's us done for another episode of the number one AFC Wimbledon podcast. Thanks to Season Master for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, yeah, if you want to come on, send us a message. I'll be back this week with the Sunday debrief. I couldn't do it last week, so last day of the holidays, I went out with the family. Uh, but yeah, I'll be back this week with the Sunday debrief. We'll be discussing everything AFC Wimbledon mainly the stopball game and anything else that happens, which with Wimbledon, it could could go down pretty lively. Uh, but yeah, Alex, thanks very much for joining us. Well done, hope, Alex. Great having you, bud. Hope you've enjoyed Thank your you. time on the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah tune in. We are still the only unofficial ASC Wimbledon podcast. The one was had a dream. Come on, you dons. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.